Welcome back to Normies Like Us. The podcast reminds you it's hip to be square. Quiet! Fear does not exist in this podcast. So get ready to strike first, strike hard, show no mercy. It's Cobra Kai Season 4 on Normies Like Us. Eagle Fangs, Jet Punch, yeah. We are going to respond to what they do. Eagles do not respond. Our enemies are working together. Come on, we're going to get sued here. How do you have a rock in the middle of your dojo? You just don't want to admit there's always been a little Cobra Kai in you. You miss this, don't you? Extreme situations require extreme measures. Attention, students! You heard your sensei up top. Snap to attention, because in this dojo, we are about to conquer our fear and talk one of our favorite topics of all time, Cobra Kai, season four, a new season on Netflix. You're on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, Colin LaRusso. Sensei Mikey Lawrence. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Jay Cobra I Kai. I like it. Jay Cobra Kai. A man can't ca- copy, can't fight, you know. That's right. The, the mongoose is gone, Jacob. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I mongoose. forgot. I forgot. I am the mongoose, of course. You are the That's mongoose, That's my karate nickname. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to have defeat one. defeat cobras, right. I, I remember <laughs> right. The, the, the metaphor, right? Yeah. So we're back. We're talking more Karate Kid. I never imagined um, after doing the original Karate Kid episode, my, my passion project, as it were, that we would be back not only to talk a fourth season of this, but it's our third, I think, addressment of the Karate Kid franchise on <laughs> yeah. the show. Our third Miyagi-verse <laughs> episode, Mike. <laughs> yeah, the Miyagi-verse. And it's fitting, you know, normally we do the Watches on the 10th episode, and this episode 180. We did it earlier because of the whole Lord of the Rings. So this is talking about something from the 80s, from yeah. the 180. It still kind of fits, I guess. Sure. Uh, but if I was to pick one intellectual property from the 80s, that not only would be running in 2022, 21, you know, but would also be one of the best written shows on TV, in my opinion, I would not have selected the Karate Kid universe. And I'm blown away and excited to talk about season five <laughs> with you guys. This is one of your favorite things. And, and exactly like you're saying, there isn't a Street Fighter TV show that we are breaking down. You know, we did a dumb Mortal Kombat movie that like every few years they're like, is this going to work? Is this OK that we're doing this? But Karate Kid is this thing. They're like, oh, yeah, that of course, that makes sense as a TV show. Yeah, and it's just mind-blowing that we have four, we're going into five, and it's just who knows when it's going to stop. I mean, this universe that there's so much more to tap into, and they tap into so much in this season, which I loved it. Guys, did you love the No spoilers right now. We're going to jump into spoilers after the intro, but what did you think, general impressions, season five? Yeah. Four. I, that was a test. Yeah, I thought it was... Uh Pretty good. I think maybe not the best season of the whole show, but uh, I do think it's 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 pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Not to bury the lead, but it certainly might not be the best season. But, but they're it has expanding our favorite character. Yeah, they're expanding I, the I, world. They're expanding the cast. A lot of new characters and, and whatnot. I want we'll to know our rankings by the end of it too. So, uh, and, and normies, I'll just do our history real quick up top. Mike said this is our third Miyagi thing that we're covering here. Second go Cobra Kai. Guys, the timeline of that being, I, I wasn't really into talking about Karate Kid. 
Jacob, you had watched Cobra Kai, but Mike wanted to do it in what we were talking about, your, your fan February, right? It was your choice to do for an episode. And mm-hmm. you said, let's talk the Karate Kid movies. I was like, I don't know. Is there enough material after you guys just did a Cobra Kai episode? Let me listen to your guys' Cobra Kai episode. So since that episode, yes, watched it all, watched those movies. We, we did that Karate Kid thing. If you go back and listen to that Karate Kid episode, I'm sure on some watches I've mentioned, you know, oh, you know, I've, I've watched the rest. But if you just do these as sequel episodes for these threes, this, this is the first time I've come in to talk Cobra Kai with you guys. You know, you you did wow. that whole last episode just by yourselves. Mm-hmm. You caught up on the That's whole show right. since then. We're here. And it's crazy because it started, you know. It was just, you know, the creators were just huge fans of the franchise. Started on YouTube, wasn't a huge hit. It was YouTube Red when they were mm-hmm. trying to do like a streaming service. As wasn't a, normie, a huge hit. I'm coming in when it's a Netflix hit, you know, when yeah, it's Netflix coming to the masses. Netflix acquires Jacob. them and now it's, you know, everybody loves it. I think it was like probably the most watched thing on Netflix when it came out. So. I think so. It was number one that week. Yeah. It hit number one. Cobra Kai wow. is one of their biggest hits. It's incredible. And what's crazy is as we've gone on four seasons in now, there's there's no stone left unturned. They're just slowly bringing in the whole universe. I mean, we had Chosen last week and the return to Okinawa and and all of that stuff. And it's just incredible that there's not one character. It it literally is like the Marvel Universe. Every character from the movies at one point shall return. And there's one big one. And I think we should just jump into it. Yeah. Uh, Season four of Cobra Kai right after this. Yeah. No meets my guy. We're in the dojo. We are talking the one, the only, the Karate Kid. We're down in Mr. Miyagi, unfortunately. But like you guys Mm -hmm. were saying, I mean, first to even just set up this show, what a world, what an amount of characters. (laughs) What just like, we just, we just, they call it the All Valley and gang, we go through the whole valley. And everybody in the valley Man. loves karate. It's the number one <laughs> thing to talk about, thing to do in the valley is just go to karate uh, lessons, go to the, the tournament. The whole valley's into it, of course. And I know because well, I live in the valley. So, of yes, course, and I Jacob, also as two boys who live yeah. in the valley, how have we never come across on like a telephone <laughs> pole, like a flyer that says the All Valley Karate Tournament? It's right. just gone. Well, I do drive yeah. by some of those those McDojos, as they're called. Uh, I think there's a one on Burbank Avenue. I always think, man, that's. Uh, I wonder if that's like the real Cobra Kai. Right? I, should, I should join. The, the real Cobra Kai is on Lancashire, ah. where, where they filmed it. And I've, oh I visited it on a pilgrimage, as I mentioned on the Karate Kid episode. Right. It's one of my favorite films. It was a that's Taekwondo it. dojo at the moment that I saw it. Just the exterior. You know, I didn't go in. Right. I didn't want to get bullied. So. Um, <laughs> you want Sensei Kreese to thing. kick you out. <laughs> Yeah, Chris is going to be like, oh, you're not cool enough to do karate. And I didn't want that. You know, I'm from Ohio, close enough to Jersey. You know, I didn't want to live that. Right. So um, the thing with this show is, too, is if it's taught us anything, it's that karate should not be taught anywhere because it turns your teenagers into violent gangs <laughs> that will just beat the shit out of home invade and assault each other. Right. So I saw a karate dojo down the street from where I live now. And I was like, oh, geez, do I need to move? <laughs> is there going to be karate gangs? Wait a minute, a bad neighborhood? For 
It's going to be yeah, factions against youths. factions. Bad high schoolers. I don't want to be the new Stingray, you know? So Ooh. I'm kind of worried about living near a karate be? dojo. They should lower my rent. But uh, the shit hits the fan even more this season. And uh, as we went over and you saw it in the trailers, we cannot hide this any longer. Our favorite it's thing time. about the later Karate Kid sequels was the one, the only, the greatest anime villain of all time, Terry Silver from the Karate Kid Part 3. He's a maniac billionaire who puts his life on hold as they address in the show <laughs> so to terrorize God, yes, a teenager. <laughs> yeah. And he's back, baby, because John Kreese is having a hard time taking over Cobra Kai by himself. Johnny's doing Eagle Fang now, and he's like, you know what? If they're teaming up, I should get an ally, too. And he calls his old friend, John Kreese. That's he's right. like, you know, the last time I fucked with some teenagers, it was me and Terry. So let's get him back. And that's what he does. Uh, it doesn't start scene. out the way you might expect, though. No, but he you're is absolutely here. right. Last scene of season three, Mike, we got all that. The, the phone call, the setup for Terry Silver, the mm -hmm. discovery on this podcast after hearing you guys talk about this mythical <laughs> Vietnam figure, going, who is Terry Silver? Who is Terry Silver? And like you said, our discovery of Karate Kid Part 3, which, mm -hmm. go back and listen to the Karate Kid episode. You'll, you'll get our whole history of how I didn't know that was a movie. <laughs> I thought that was the one starring Hillary Swank. Instead, no, it's the greatest movie ever invented. And mm -hmm. our, our love of this character, mm -hmm. Terry Silver... Now, guys, I you know we knew this was coming. This this was the angle that was it was going up to. Real quick, I just want to set up, Mike. I've got here pulled up yes. on my iPad here on the thekaratekid.fandom.com, which nice. What well, what a shame. How is that not just like the Miyagi Wiki or something like that? Like, uh, let's clean that up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's how much the show Cobra Kai has been setting up Terry Silver since the start, okay? okay. Season one. 30 years flashbacks. after the 1985 tournament. Yeah. Not yet. We're going to get to some fucking great flashbacks. They talk about how uh, uh, Cobra Kai is reopened by Johnny Lawrence. He goes to the All-Valley Karate Tournament board to try to reinstate themselves. He finds out they have a lifetime ban against Cobra Kai. Because of the actions of John Kreese, Mike Barnes, and a man named Terry Silver in 1985, he says, who the hell is Terry Silver? Guess he had they no never met. That is. Yeah, they never they met. They never met. Season one. Season one reference of, of Cobra Kai. Back in the YouTube years. Wow. Season they two. mentioned Terry Silver. Danny LaRusso starts training kids. He takes in kids into Miyagi-Do, his dojo, right? He explains the dark sides of karate. The uh, mm. the draw of the power of Cobra Kai that he himself had fallen for it before. Now we see some flashback footage, Jacob, of part three, him being trained against the wooden Mokujin, Terry Silver. Oh, Not yeah. named, oh, just an yeah. evil force who guided him towards power is what he says Showing he his is. knuckles bleeding and stuff. Like, yeah, it was a Body is broken, Mike. Mm -hmm. Season Let's three, beat you into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> season three, it's it's the setup. It's it's who you guys got. It is the original Finally. OG flashbacks of Vietnam. Terry Silver, right? Yeah. The adventures of John Kreese and Terry Silver in a Vietnamese special unit. Yeah, like Spec Ops, and they get captured. They fight atop a snake pit. Yeah. There's a whole thing, and then Kreese ends up saving Terry, and that's where he gets a lot of leverage. But that's right. The flashbacks kind of introduce him, but if you didn't watch that third movie, it's hard to 
prime yourself for what was going to be coming. Yes. Who right. was going to be coming? Like this force Thanos, of nature. He he has been <laughs> there in the background. Mike. Sure, sure. It's, yes. it's wild. Okay, you you compare him to Thanos. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> uh, when they so obviously he's all this flashback uh, for foreshadowing. They introduce mm-hmm. him this season. He has his own Luke Skywalker, the last Jedi moment, right? Because you get the phone call at the end of last season. You think, oh, he's going to be in. He subverts your expectations. He's not in at first. He's, yeah. he's got this whole other life now and he's doing great. He was doing a lot of cocaine back in the eighties. He's, he doesn't know why he was terrorizing a, a high school kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not explicitly said in the movie, the no, third movie. So I like that the writers bring it up. We just figured he's got to be on something. And then the writer's like, yeah, I was just on a lot of cocaine. So I like that. But yeah. he doesn't, he's he's uh, resistant the to 80s, the call. The 80s, John. He they were, the they light were for me. It were. <laughs> he does, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Terry Silver. Sacred Cobra. And, and, and I just want to say, because Jacob pointed this out in our last Karate Kid episode, the... The power of Cobra Kai to sort of – it's not filling in gaps. It's just that it has room and stuff to breathe. Jay, as you pointed out, the end of every Karate Kid movie is you won, you did it, freeze frame. <laughs> like, um, right. like there right. is just – but we, <laughs> so we have no context of where Terry Silver went, what he was up to. I, I rewatched three before this. I rewatched season three and then I watched season four. So I, I got my full poll of Terry where I was like, wow, here we go, guys. Mm. I'm going to get every piece of him. And coming into this, you, you know, the end of three, he just he can't believe that Mike Barnes is going to lose. He set up all that stuff. But we don't like it's like there's really not that much at stake. You, you almost just want to. It's not like he's going to like get killed at the end of that fight or anything. Right. So you just have yeah. no clue where he's going to go or how he's going to end up. The other thing I like yeah. is that. Uh, so when we wa- when we did Karate Kid 3, I mentioned that it was weird that. Daniel, as the returning champion, just gets to go straight. He bypasses the whole tournament and goes straight yeah, to the yeah. final you fight. Bastard. And they comment on that in this season. And Johnny Lawrence is like, wait, you, you just got to go back and fight in the championship again? That doesn't seem right. Um, yep, yep. So I love that also. <laughs> and we get more mix-up of the rules, which we'll get into later. But right now, it's all about the ballad of Terry Silver. Because, <laughs> like, as I said, top 10 anime villains of all time. And now that we're getting Man. into season four proper, we see where they set him up. Uh, spoilers for season four. Obviously, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Go watch the third movie if you haven't. Terry Silver is the best villain in well, cinema and history. Mike, as the as the mega fan of this franchise and stuff, I'll just ask mm-hmm. you straight out: Did he live up to it? Boy, did he ever! Especially by the very end. Uh, I mean, you know, spoiler. You know, the the final bit where he ascends. You know, the the apprentice, the Sith, right? He overtakes the master. Yes. He finally ascends to take control. And like from as Jacob said, he didn't want to uh, get in there. He's living his his yoga vegan little charcuterie life or whatever. Yeah, he's doing great. Just, he's still, you know, he's still a millionaire, multimillionaire, still making a bunch of money. Well, what I think is yeah. interesting. So the progression of the seasons. He has an arc this season, yes. Yeah. No, I was going to say uh, they have to keep making like a new villain because the first two seasons is like it's mainly like Johnny and Miguel type show, right? They're the, they're Cobra Kai versus mm-hmm. uh, the Do, which is the they're Larusa, the main right? characters at that point. Then they have to bring in yep. Kreese because Johnny Lawrence can't be the villain anymore, so they have to bring in Kreese as the uh, you know ultimate villain. Now they bring in mm-hmm. the one and only Terry Silver, who in this season surpasses Kreese in his insanity, and even Kreese is like, "Whoa, man! Like you're going too hey. far. Like, <laughs> cool it. <laughs> Let's cool it down." 
Yeah. Uh, and so now, you know, Terry Silver, he's the man. But what's intriguing about this, too, I guess we could touch on Kreese, because there is that moment w- during the tournament where he he sees S- Silver saying, you know, no mercy, break the rules and, and win. And he, it reminds him of Johnny. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. So they're teasing a potential yeah. redemption arc. I don't want to say quite what happens till we get to the return of another fan favorite, right. similar to the mongoose. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, you see that they're teasing redemption arc for, for Kreese. And, and that's a big thing with the show is redemption. But it's yeah. like, I don't know if you can redeem Terry. Like Terry needs to stay evil, evil. Like it's too good. Right. He's I would too even say Crease, like I appreciate what they're doing. I don't know if it'll fully work to have a full redemption because I felt like Crease was already like the ultimate bad guy. Uh, but Silver really, you know, he's great. He's great. And here's the thing with, with Martin Cove and, and Crease, he got a lot of shit in real life for that role mm. in the 80s. Like people just be like, hey, fuck you, man. You know, <laughs> so like, great. You know, right. They just give him shit on the street. Same thing with, you know, Johnny, you know? Yeah. And so I think the idea of giving him a redemption arc after enduring years of just harassment from strangers on the street, it makes sense because he had to, you know, deal with yeah. that uh, is, in real life. So I like that. The way they kind of build it up with his relationship with uh the 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 girl that's in uh, cobra kai now i can't remember tori yep uh what's her name tori, tori yes <laughs> uh and the deferring leadership styles between him and silver where uh slowly you know they're not always getting along and then you know terry silver's like yeah even uh crease has a weakness and he's like wait why why'd you say that you know wait what <laughs> he's always been the man <laughs> like you said bad. he's always been the uh, yes. it's the sith there can only be two but now the apprentice is taking over the master he's learning to come you know into his own but into his own power he's coming in with the quicksilver method jacob and 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 we're getting those flashbacks the I can give you three things. Uh, uh, whatever that speech is, Mike, that, that lesson. It's just like you hear oh, these things. Yeah. Terry is the best. You understand why these people are drawn to him. It, I, I think it owns up to the promise. Well, he's charismatic as all hell, too. And he's got the money. He's got the lifestyle, right? And he can kind of draw you in with that as he did in the 80s. But the thing, too, with him and General Cobra Kai's strike first, strike hard, no mercy, right? Okay. Quicksilver goes to the direction of a man can't stand, he can't fight. A man can't see, he can't fight. A man can't breathe, he can't fight. It's different than just strike first and like outdo them. You know, just be quicker off the line. It's like, fuck them up. Right. Like, for real, right? And that's like the darker side. And even in the third movie, you see when they're interacting, when they're terrorizing Daniel, the 3v1 in the dojo, it feels like Crease is kind of second fiddle to Terry. Like even in that moment, Terry's kind of taking the reins slightly from Crease, right. even in that third film. So to see that explored more here and the power dynamic between yeah. them, it's yeah. perfect. Joker and the Riddler, one of the best written shows on we TV. Said last time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, we had Johnny. It was similar to the Johnny Crease relationship in the earlier season, where Johnny kind of goes to the good side and joins up with Daniel, and now it's you know Johnny and Daniel versus Crease and Silver. And Kreese is trying to supplant his authority in his own dojo, yeah. and he gets a taste of his own medicine, you know? Right. Or venom, as it Never were. let someone else be the co-sensei at your dojo, is what this show has taught me. <laughs> yeah, they're just like Sith. The apprentice will always rise <laughs> up eventually. To betray the master, yeah. exactly. Um, do we want to talk about the betrayal, then? Because this is brilliant. And there was a long time that I'm watching this show, and I'm thinking, what happened... To Stingray, 
Mm. He's a fan favorite character. I'm watching episodes <laughs> and episodes. I'm wondering where he is. And then we find out what's going on with him. He wants Paul, to take Paul the Stingray. Paul Walter Hauser gets so famous. Um, he's Richard Jewell in the Clint right. Eastwood film Richard Jewell, of course, of course, that we've all seen and enjoyed. Um, of course. He was in Cru- Cruella this Cruella. year. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Very talented guy. Him and Zendaya. He's gotten, yeah, yeah, he's gotten bigger than... Cobra Kai, but maybe not. To come back, to come back. What a cool thing. Something I did not expect or uh, know I even wanted, Mike. No, and the way it's done is brilliant. Jacob, what do you think about the execution of like explaining where he was and how he ties into this plot of Terry? <laughs> I did like it's it. It's so good. Yeah, and because, uh, well, it's funny because, you know, I thought he was just going to be written out like he was one of those early season characters that like, they kind of, like, uh, uh, Samantha's uh, friend who kind of gets written out who also comes back this also season. Also right? returns this Alicia, season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she comes back. I didn't expect that either, but uh, the way they explain and of course no. he's he's older so he gets written out as like, oh yeah, that guy was just hanging out with a bunch of minors. He's not really yeah. allowed to do that anymore. It's like, yeah, just uh, get rid of him. <laughs> you're on house arrest, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's just yeah. that guy that wants to party with all the high school kids way, you know, way past the time that he should be partying with high school kids, but it's it's pretty funny how they bring him back. He feels like Cobra Kai gave him a place to belong. You know, he feels like and like Daniel who didn't have a place to belong. You know, it's like it. The dojos are serving that purpose of like giving people play, right. but sometimes the philosophies being taught are not necessarily no. the soundest. And then that's when Terry sees his moment. This old guy who wants to be a Cobra so bad, and the plot is hatched. And what a plot it is indeed, and Mike. The interesting characterization of all, because I'll just even say, uh, even stingrays of just the confidence of walking in and believing that just you know, everybody was still waiting for him. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but the the, <laughs> the Terry it. Silver of it all, we we get a season where, you know, I guess again, you got to give these writers credit because they see everything on the bone. You know, they they just clean their plates because it's truly like. It could just be an offhand thing, the Vietnam stuff, but you, the whole season is essentially them struggling with what their relationship to each other was in the war and how the war fucked them up, right? Him, him, and Crease, mm-hmm. uh, and because yeah, you know, he's, he's, he we get these fucking great lines of like, you know, they tell that story about Ponytail dying or whatever, or Fatso or the guy who didn't wash his ass or whatever, right? And they're having a nice life about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says uh, that horrible thing about how he was blown up the next day. And you get this incredible line from Terry of, that's the kind of story I'd actually prefer to forget. And <laughs> you see this struggle between the two of them of, you you were my commanding officer. Like, I, I almost need to listen to you to keep functioning. And when he drinks the alcohol and, and beats the shit out of Stingray Mike, I actually fucking gasped because I was like, it's – I almost was like, is this an act that Terry's putting on even? Like, is he faking me out right now? Or is this the realest I've ever seen him? Yeah, yeah. That's – I mean, that's what makes it so compelling is it's like he's he's – drunk and like you can tell you know obviously with the cocaine he's had substance abuse problems in the past if this mike wasn't on netflix or maybe even not because it's maybe not the audience cover kai is going for he would be blasting rails from that scene before he fucking beat the shit out of him i want to see him doing some cocaine in season five next season do you think jacob i would (laughs) love that he's just in the back office of cobra kai like yeah yeah Yeah, johnny boy (laughs) 
even just once, just once real quick, you know, just one time yeah. in the just, whole show. I'm, I'm clean, but I can do time. it. I can do it one more time. <laughs> but you know what scene I yeah. really like, and you talk about parallels yeah. to Karate Kid Part 3, when they have, when he has a scene where he lures Johnny Lawrence to the old dojo, and he brings Crease there too, and he's like, let's beat, let's beat the shit out of Johnny Lawrence and teach him a just lesson. Like they it's did. just Daniel. like what they did with this Daniel. This is your enemy? It means nothing And this to time, Crease is kill like... Him. Yeah, and well, it's interesting because because yeah, Johnny is the mm-hmm. Anakin uh, to Crease, right? In in a way where he's like, oh, maybe we, you know, maybe I was too hard on you, and then Silver, you know, he's taking it too far. So, you know, a lot of interesting stuff going on there. I love it. Yeah, and then again, that disagreement from Crease, where it's like, maybe we shouldn't murder a man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cold blood. yeah. And then Terry's like, should we not though? And, and I thought this so, is like, what you wanted. Just, you know, you brought so, me back. You know, I'm can, back. Can, like, okay, yeah, I, I, I wanted to save this for the end, but since we're on it, let me just ask you guys. So, Mike, yes. you're always saying the karate is not even the thing you love about this. It, it doesn't have to be the big thing for you or whatever. Yes, this yes. is a scene where these people kind of are debating whether or not they're going to do karate to the death with each other. <laughs> now, yes. we all were just talking about redemption. What? Like, just in your minds, Mike, what do you want the end of this series to be? A huge karate showdown where there's like life or death stakes where these people actually kill each other? <laughs> I think the karate gangs take over the streets of the valley. The police are useless to stop them, and it's just an all-out wasteland of karate. Put your guns down, boys. He's doing some kind of taekwondo that I just, I got nothing to do. He knows Quicksilver. Guys, put your guns down. We're out of here. Clear out. Chosen and Danny, in your mind, fight Terry to the death while like while like Johnny Lawrence is like fighting Mike Barnes to the death like like what, what where could this all be heading to any right. of us The escalation is an incredible question to ask and I do want to ask it after we address maybe because it is baffling because there's a lot of we've been only talking Terry and we yeah. do have other characters in the show there's just so much more there's just so much more well it's because interesting because we, yeah go ahead well, well I'm just saying what we have to tie in kind of the disagreement and beating the shit out of Stingray that is a vehicle for him to then say Stingray you tell them that Kreese beat the shit out of you <sighs> assaulted you and then he'll get arrested yes. and it's like Fuck, and that's like the end of the season. So that's like your first, where does it go from here? And then right. we have a little bit more with the other characters. But wow, Terry. Wow. Welcome yeah. back, buddy. He's we missed maniac. you. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about the other characters. Uh, a lot of these characters, well, I think what the show is really so good at is having these character arcs where they have redemption. You know, the whole Hawk uh, arc was like one of the best of the whole show. Hawk and Eli, yeah. Uh, My favorite and this now, season. And I think th- another standout for me this year was... Uh, freaking Robbie, right? Johnny Lawrence's son, who mm-hmm. you talk about arcs, like he's gone from, yes. you know, bad boy to studying under Daniel and being the, you know, the face of Miyagi-Do basically. And then uh, he's basically switched sides with Miguel where Miguel essentially turns face and he turns heel. And so now he's the big heel representing Cobra Kai. And I thought he really brought it this year. He was like 
so intense in his in like the fight scenes in the uh, tournament and everything. He just brought it this year, and he he looks like he got ripped this year. Like, yeah, you know, he takes his shirt off, and he's just like he's going for it, man. If for whatever reason, in that fight, it's like okay, shirts off time, and I just feel bad for Eli. Not that <laughs> no, he's not like, representing doing guys sit-ups. with my body type. I appreciate yeah, I that. I feel he's a scene. Yeah, and that's yeah, another yeah. thing I like. It's like you know the early seasons. It really was the Miguel and Johnny show, which was really great. Yeah. This year, Miguel kind of takes a step back in the karate, where he's like, yeah. you know, he gets injured. He's like, do I really want to be doing this? Uh, kind of broken back, yeah. Yeah, and it becomes, you know, the other two best kids, maybe, or, or the best male kids, which was Robbie and Hawk, and they had a great uh, showdown in the tournament, right? It was an excellent fight. And then thing, too, with, like, um, Miguel and Johnny um, kind of being the focus of those early seasons is after Johnny gets the shit beat out of him by Crease and Silver... Like he gets drunk on his banquets and yeah. then Miguel kind of helps yes. him in. And it's like an yeah. inverse of the Miyagi Daniel scene when Miyagi gets really drunk, remembering the death right. of his you know, child and his wife. Yes. And um, he never had a son. And you kind of understand that that's what he's seeing in Daniel, a chance Ugh. to pass down his legacy. I didn't put that together. And then you have Miguel helping Johnny into bed. He's drunk. And then you're and seeing, oh, him. Johnny's able to have a son. And he says, I love you. And he says, I love you too. He says, I love you, Robbie. Yeah. And I love that, that scene. That was yes. heartbreaking. I forgot that was about heartbreaking. And then Miguel, Miguel just starts wants to be the son of Johnny and he can't. Yeah. Well, <sighs> that's what's so fascinating so about good. Uh, this show. You yeah. know, Miguel, Miguel is like the surrogate son for Johnny because Johnny and, <sighs> and his real son, Robbie don't get along. The, the relationship between these three is so interesting. And of course, there's also the whole love triangle thing with, or love square with it's Miguel, square. Robbie, Samantha, and freaking yeah. Tori, right? And they've and switched sides second, so much. Right. Then there's another extended quote love square between student and master where it's like Miguel, Daniel, Johnny, Sam. Yeah. But it so just adds to the rivalry between Miguel and dynamics. Robbie where it's like, Robbie like is like oh you'll never be his true son but he doesn't even you know his relationship with his own father is very strained so it's almost like Miguel is more of, of Johnny's son than than Robbie is yeah 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 it's it's crazy and to mine all of that from a 1984 it's insane it's insane <laughs> like, yeah. movie the way they build up the, the kid cast of this is really fascinating yes. because that's like the new generation which could have been done so like lame and like corny but it's actually really well done the way they develop these characters well you get a lot of sympathy for tori this season where you realize that you know yeah she's she wants to bury the hatchet with sam at some point she comes around she talks to mrs larusso and she's like you know what yeah i gotta work these odd jobs where they they throw a feint that it's a stripping job but it's a mermaid job that's a great that a wild visual one. gag yeah that, that um, really got me jacob if you had a cat yeah. scratch scar would you re- remove your sleeve on every one of those arms <laughs> well that's mm-hmm. and that's what the show is so great at, is like flipping these characters so you think you're rooting for samantha right she's daniel release's daughter she's on the good side miyagi doe girl this season kind right. of flips and it's like wait Tori's life is like terrible. You know, yes. she has bad family stuff going on. She's got to p- work like a bunch of jobs to pay for her family. Samantha's mm-hmm. like this rich girl that like has everything handed to her. So it really shows you like, oh, maybe, you know, it's not all like black and white. 
No, and I think that's what this is doing well. And like Mrs. Larusa accidentally gets Tori fired. Yeah, yeah, right, and then feels remorseful for that. And yes. I always thought Mrs. Larusa was like the only logical adult on the show, but even she got pulled into yes. it and like messed up somebody's Amazingly shit. Amazingly, you know? so Mike, and they do that great parallel of Miguel kind of versus Sam on going to college, where it's like, oh, you can afford to go anywhere. I'm gonna have to go do a two year technical, and then you know, hopefully move on. They're like, you're the right. smartest yeah. kid in our school, and he's like, yeah, but I'm fucking my mom is a nurse yeah Ugh. yeah which really brings me to my hot take which i shared with you guys before mm-hmm. is that Lay my least favorite characters I've never heard of this. <laughs> my least favorite characters in the karate kid tv show is the karate kid daniel Larusso, larusso and his yep. family who <laughs> really brood. are just the worst <laughs> they the are LaRusso's. sam is terrible and because like tori's like hey i'm sorry could we not fight and sam's like no, fuck you. <laughs> well, right. okay, okay. And, and let's set up Sorry. the other side here of Jacob's there argument. There was a home invasion, so. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I get it. This whole season is about rehabbing bullies. Literally, Robbie is made to look better. Uh, Tori, Crease. Um, mm-hmm. The question of bullying comes in. So the other element, the other LaRusso kid to not like, the son is now the bully mm-hmm. to the young kid who wants to join Cobra Kai to defend himself. Yeah, right. so this is Kenny. He's Kenny. the brother of one of the guys that uh, Robbie befriended in, in Juvie. Right. right. Yeah. Amazing twist. <laughs> Another callback. They bring back the same actor and everything. I love how they do that. Um, well, what I like about Kenny is they establish it. It's like he's a military kid. His dad's in the military. He totally. lives with his mom. Daniel's dad wasn't around. He lived with his mom. You know, Johnny's dad wasn't around. His mom married some rich fuck. Right. So, like, the karate element father figure sensei student thing is strong and it's like well what if daniel moved here and did join cobra kai and that's what kenny shows and it teaches johnny whoa maybe these teachings aren't so great because this was a nice kid and now he's become a monster right this piece of shit son russo is his bully (laughs) the piece of shit Larusso kid jacob who somehow has his jersey accent even though he was born in california (laughs) and held by miyagi as a baby and told he would be the strongest child of all time (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he has high midichlorian counts. Right. But he doesn't even know karate because he just wants to play on his PSP. Right. Yeah. But his friends think he does. Well, that's he's another, talking big. Yeah, and he's yeah. kind of, in, it, it really shows how nuanced, you know, bullying can be in high school because you have this kid, uh, LaRusso Jr., who is getting peer pressured by these other kids who are like, you know, if he doesn't show strength in True. bullying Kenny, then he's going to get bullied. So he kind of feels like he has to. He's conflicted. And, you know, Kenny, he's basically reenacting Karate Kid 1, but instead of meeting Miyagi, he joins Cobra Kai. And then even Robbie kind of takes him under his wing. But then even by the end of the season, Robbie has realized he's kind of created a monster in Kenny. And then we get that scene. Can't be two apprentices. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Kenny kind of beats the shit out of... uh, you know, Daniel's yes. son. And then he's like, I'm going to try to apologize. Yeah. yeah he's like, yeah. Hey, you know, I was being a dick. Set he up does to be redeem. an asshole for next season, Mike. That's crazy. Yeah. Nuts. And we would like this kid in the beginning. He was the first character you see in this season. They introduce him right in the way in the first episode. And he's like the sweet kid. You feel bad for him. They, they pull the heartstrings, Daniel LaRusso style, karate kid one. And then he becomes the bully. And he's like, I'm going to make your life miserable every day. I'm going to be stalking you in the hallways. And it's like, Oh my God, Kenny. Yeah. Jesus no. Christ. And then then Robbie sees that, and that's what allows Eli to win the fight, is in a brief flash, Robbie sees what he's created, and then that's what allows Eli to score the winning points. Right. Um, 
redemption all around. But it's so well written. It has no it right. It has no business being as good as it is. And I, as Colin said, my least favorite thing about it is the karate. Right. Well, to me, it really is yeah. like like WWE or something. The way they write, you know, yes. faces <laughs> and heels, yeah. people switching sides. And it's mm-hmm. almost like the actual wrestling Team is the least you know interesting part. It's more about the drama and the storylines. Your, your guys yeah, yeah, yeah. set up when I was about to start Cobra Kai, Jacob, you were like, oh, it, can't, it just couldn't even be at a better point because now they're going to have to work together and stuff. And I was like, what? Like, they, there's, they do it that much. But, of course, over the course of each season, as you said, uh, we're, we're Team Cobra Kai now. We're Team Miyagi-Do. We're Team Eagle Fang, which I just hate as a name. Yeah. And I hope they don't <laughs> continue going forward with it. I like it as a joke. but uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing a red headband. I like it as a joke because the <laughs> Eagles don't have fangs and Johnny wouldn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's just badass. It's just badass, man. Um but, you know, we have three schools here. And one of the big things that's different in this season that I really appreciate, speaking of the karate being my least favorite thing, is the changes to the tournament. The tournament gets shaken up. There's now yeah. um, a boys and a girls division. Weapons. There's now skills competitions in kata. And to me, as someone who, you know, was in karate in high school and stuff, that is what an actual karate tournament is more yeah. like. They have right. forms. They have it's not just know, a tournament. skills. They have no. fighting. They have Kumite and I really like that because from a storytelling perspective, it gives other characters a chance to like shine or do something like you have uh, Dimitri, the kind of loser kid that's not that good at fighting. He gets to do some mm-hmm. some, you know, pre- presentation or something with the comments and stuff. Yeah, yeah he's doing some and then you skills have, and stuff or sign. Yeah. And then you have the women's division. So you can have the big face off between Samantha and Tori, which, of course, you have that. And then you have the male version, which is Miguel and Robbie. But Obviously, this time it was Hawk, so yeah. I was so happy Tori won. And, and Jacob, you're so right. It's almost like the writers are like, wait a minute. We have this huge expanded cast that's awesome. Let's change the rules to service this huge expanded awesome cast we have. Yeah, it really... And also... Yeah. I, I was saying, and also align it more realistically with what a karate tournament people yeah. might go to in the real world <laughs> yeah. would look like. Right. Because uh, even in the first movie, it's not like, you know, it's not the most realistic karate. I think everybody knows that. So for the show to now take the icon of karate and cinema, Karate Kid, and then transition its representation of karate to be more accurate, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, cool thing that they did. Yeah. And with, and with Samantha losing, that was kind of another subverting the expectations moment where it's like she's, she finally realized she has to take in her dad's advice. She has to take in Johnny's advice and combine them. You know, offense is good sometimes. Defense is good sometimes. Amazing. And then she still loses in the end. Uh, it, I thought yeah, it was great. Yeah, because the sensei square, you know, Daniel had to be okay with her learning from Johnny. And Johnny had to be okay with that Miguel. That was like the worst season from Daniel. for them. Yeah. <laughs> that violent move. Yeah, you learned a punch <laughs> karate. That's wow. literally yeah, what it all comes that. down to, though. Is like, oh, Miyagi was all defense all the time, and Eagle Fang is all about you know offense. So it's like, why not just combine those and have a well-rounded game? Why did it take so so long to think about that? But that's what you know. part three <laughs> is about. Bruce Lee crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Those old heads, you know, they don't like change. Um, but, you know, then to see Tori, it's like, well, who wants it more? Clearly she did. Yeah. And she wanted to do it honorably. Even when he says do the dirty shit, she doesn't. You know, she she wins it. Right. You know, properly. Proud of her. Um, the ref does not, however, call a uh, foul. And we find out, and Tori over here is just that Terry, with his use of big monies, 
bribe the referee right. to give her the match. And she realizes now that her victory is hollow. Wow. And she's really Terry. grown this character. And even when she wins, she is immediately like worried that she hurt Samantha and she doesn't even, you know, celebrate at first. Cause she's like, Oh, are you okay? Um, Cause she doesn't want to be perceived that she was doing something dirty. And then, like you said, the real Bobby Brown moment. Yeah. He's, he's remorseful, right? You okay, dad? I'm sorry. You know? And then, you, you know, she sees that obviously. And then now it's like, you know, the victory does not mean anything to her. So sometimes when you win, you also lose. And, uh, there you go. This is one of those scenarios, you know, that's trademark me <laughs> by the way. OC do not steal. Um, but that's like the storytelling that's great. You know, like you can have this character that was such like a villain previous two seasons in Tori, Sam, who you kind of, she's never been my favorite, but she's like a good person, like a good, good guy, so to speak. Right. And then it's like, you know, you want, you end up rooting for Tori and all this stuff changes. Even like Eli, <clears throat> that arc of when robbing them, hold him down and shave his no you know head off <laughs> mohawk hair off but like he, they, he also broke somebody's arm last season yeah, he's so a i villain. mean like <laughs> they all he's are. a villain well, but he is a, re- a redeemed like that was yes. so great that's what's so great about his whole arc because he goes all the way bad and then is able to redeem himself and then you even see it with him showing up and building that whole stage thing uh that he does Yes. Uh, at the Miyagi-Do uh, yeah. location. He stole right? the medal they worked you know, together. last season. And this yeah. season, he's, yeah. he's building out and honoring the dojo further. He You're realizes, yeah, right. actions speak louder than words. We can say he's sorry and, and try to redeem himself, or he can show that he's sorry. You know, he's remorseful. Because at this point, everybody in uh, Eagle Fang, you know, the ex-Cobra Kai students, and everybody in Miyagi-Do is kind of like pissed at him because yeah. he pretty much burnt all of his bridges. Yeah. yeah. You know, and... And it takes him getting his mohawk shaven off to where he feels like that's his identity. And then even like Moon, his ex-girlfriend, uh, who he was sad about, I was like, you know, I like Eli better anyway. You yeah. know, and it's like he's no longer tied to the hawk persona. Eli is enough and validated. And I think that's mm. important for his character. Should growth. I yeah. get rid of this tattoo now? <laughs> yeah. It's no, just that's, amazing that's how far put fangs on he's it. calm as a character. <laughs> He started as the, you know the nerdy quiet kid with yeah. no confidence. Shit, learns he yeah, learns confidence. Yeah, but he, then it goes too far, and he becomes what he you know despised before the bully, and now he's back, and he can he's finally learned his lesson. Now he's a confident, good person. Yeah, he's the season yeah, one well, Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, he is. He is, and I guess we can look forward to Kenny having the same arc as Eli in the next two yeah, seasons. I guess. <laughs> You can only go so far. The last kind of thing that happens, um, maybe for predictions on this, is, um, you know, Cobra Kai wins. Like you said, yeah. Cobra Kai wins. Uh, Terry does the double cross on Kreese. So now he's in sole control. He's going to introduce probably the Quicksilver's method. Um, he's franchising. You know, to them, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Franchising. They're reopening the original dojo on Lancashire. Go check it out. Um, and, you know, we get Daniel going to Miyagi's gravestone and he's like, I don't know what to do. You know, Cobra Kai, they would have never shut down if they lost. You know, I'm just going to stay open. And then who do we get coming out of the shadows? Got off a flight, put on a suit, found out where Daniel was. Didn't call him ahead of time. Went to Miyagi's the grave. grave. The correct yeah. time. Quiet, quiet. It's chosen, baby. So, here's the thing. This is one of those things where I'm like, I'm not even expecting anyone. Like, honestly, at that point, I'm like, maybe it's Miyagi's ghost is what they're about to turn the camera and show me like oh, I have no, no fucking clue what's about to happen and then when it's chosen I'm like the sacred Miyagi again. text but Mike 
What does this mean? Because in the one of the last episodes, they they really emphasize again, of course, uh, uh, the son comes in. Oh, dad, your dad, I'm never in the dojo anyways. What's this anyways? Oh, that's the Miyagi magic touch. If you if you use this, when I use this to execute Terry Silver next season <laughs> and then Johnny Lawrence puts a gun wow. to his head afterwards and blows his brains out, this is what Hell I'm going yeah. to do. Like, the way that's set up. So then, when it's revealed that Chosen's there, obviously to uh, further teach this method or, again, I... The way they're presenting it is it's like, we're going to get in my car from where we are. We're going to drive over to these two old men, and we're going to have the karate duel of a lifetime. Yes, yes. And that is where we're at now, where it's like, what is... Backup is you know, being called. Reinforcements are coming, Mike. Right. Yeah, and like I get it. Like, the chosen... I think, I think his sensei, Sato... And he had a rivalry with Miyagi oh over you know the same woman that they is loved. Sato right? dead? Is Sato couldn't be in this. Sato, Sato probably could not. I, <laughs> the, the guy's probably. I can't confirm. I can't confirm. <laughs> don't know. But you get chosen. But it's like it's carrying on the legacy because I believe they trained Miyagi and Sato trained under the same sensei. So it's like still carrying that legacy, and it's like a nerve technique that like you know makes your oh, arm guys. go numb. I think he did it to Daniel in Okinawa. <laughs> right. So that's the next evolution, I guess. But then he also has that secret um, but, Miyagi technique that is in those scrolls, yeah. right? That, yeah. that Daniel finds, like, teach me this shit. I think, shit. That is this is, it's, it's, I think it's the yeah. only offensive Miyagi, Miyagi-Do move, right? It's right. all blocks other than pressure point attacks. And it takes away the offensive That's, weapon of your opponent. Uh, so the only offense much. they do just removes the... You can yeah, learn how to grab it. it and there should be a handgun inside it. He should have been like, it's Mr. Miyagi's <laughs> ultimate technique. The best defense. <laughs> yeah. He always said I would need this. But what do you say? No, be there, right? Don't be in the location of the fight. So <laughs> right. just be 30 feet away with a gun. You know? <laughs> no one can punch you there. But so that's an interesting thing. What's going to happen with Chosen? Obviously, Terry Silver. The big question for me is, do we get karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes? And what function does he serve? Because so. he's just kind of a karate mercenary. But and when I Which is a weird when I skim through to say. the Cobra <laughs> Karate Mercenary, it is the, well the bad boy of karate. Those yeah. three and are as also we pointed great. out yeah. in that episode, the, the fact that he has a magazine spread that says he is <laughs> the bad boy of karate in Black Belt magazine. In a photo shoot, I would How die. Did that photo Please, shoot go? before, did he kill before I die, let me get in Black Belt magazine <laughs> with that headline. But the, I scan the Cobra Kai subreddit, and and they just go. It's just fan art. It's theories, and they go, "Oh, can you, when Mike Barnes has to face Johnny Lawrence, because you know, obviously Daniel will have to face like the big boss, and then like Johnny will have to defeat like the sub boss." And you're just like, "What?" Like in your minds again, what do you guys even yeah. picture or imagine that being like? Well, seconds, okay, we'll first preface. of all, in what universe yeah. does anybody not born in the '80s? give two shits about any of this. Yes. <laughs> so yes, that being said, with our right. land, Jacob, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, first of all, Daniel Russo, uh, which again, one of the worst characters for me. Uh, oh, he's terrible. <laughs> he has, a, he has, 
you know, his karate at this point, he's 60 years old. His karate at this point, not the best. And he has one scene good in the 80s. where he has to fight a bunch of hockey players. It's like, okay, you're beating up all I these hockey players the, in their 20s the or 30s. Well, and yeah. there's no way, let's say this, that he would have lost the duel to Johnny. There's no way. When they went out with the rematch, right. we forgot to mention the rematch. When they, they tie yes. for the gram. Yeah. Yes, but you were um, saying. But I'm just saying, you know, Daniel Russo, not so good at karate more. They kind of have to hide that with some of the, the editing and, and camera angles. But I think Terry Silver, of the old people, had the best karate well, in this, which makes sense because he's, he's an actual karate yeah, guy. Yeah, but isn't right? he um, – he's younger too. He's, he's a spry lad. Okay, yes. Now, this <laughs> okay. is my fun fact that I'm going gonna to blow your mind, it's all you much. listeners out there. <laughs> Thomas Ian Griffith, who plays Terry Silver – uh, how old would you guess that he is compared to Ralph Macchio, who plays it's Daniel? It's me, the voice of the public. I would say he's certainly older. He's certainly an older human than Ralph. Much, much older. Much, much. Oh, you would think that, voice of the public, but you would be wrong. What? I'm shocked uh, at the voice of the public. Quiet! He must be lying. He is, in fact, six months younger than Ralph Macchio. He's only 59 uh, or 60, and, and Ralph Macchio is 61, which is, which is just insane to think about. Uh, John Kreese is 15 years older than Terry Silver. Wow. Uh, sure. Which, again, you know, if you look back at those Vietnam flashbacks, doesn't really make sense in terms of their age, but we'll just go with well, it. I mean, Daniel uh, was like, what? You know, he plays Marissa a little was like 30 yeah. something in Karate Kid 3. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. he was, I mean, we, he was like 24 in the sick. first one, I think. And uh, William Zabka was like 18 or 19. So yeah. he's a little bit older than William Zabka. And yeah, he was like 29 or 30 by part three. And it's like, yeah, you're supposed to be like in your in early one. 20s yeah, now. Yeah, called the audible <laughs> on the romance because the co-star was like 16. They're like, let's, they're just yeah. homies. I'm like, that's a good uh, call. Now, Mike, who cares about Mike Barnes? Next season, does Pottery Girl come back? I just flew in from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, I yeah. heard all the news about the All-Valley Tournament. I want to return. And, hey, remember you punched me in the face that time in a nightclub? I'm a huge fan, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, here for reparations. Well, they brought back Allie. Another thing I really like is that in just from the franchise, Daniel always just has a different love interest in each movie, and then his eventual wife is just a different lady that he also met after all those movies happen. Yeah, like I just yes. love that. Like so many times, you see like they bring it back. It's like oh, the high school lovers are like still together. This one is yes. like yeah, it's just some lady you met after all that stuff. Which is happened. more realistic. Now, my only yeah. <laughs> issue with that, Jacob, because again, I, I haven't talked about the other seasons of Cobra Kai mm-hmm. before on this podcast. When he goes to Okinawa. And sees Kumiko, yeah. is that right? Kumiko, yep. Tamlin um, Tomita, yep. And she says, he says, well, certainly there's been a man. No, there. I haven't had a love in my life since somebody since fought you, to Daniel. the death for me. <laughs> now, yes, I understand that. That's super cool that that happened to you one time. Girl, you are a smoke show. Go live yeah. your life. Daniel LaRusso is not coming back to Okinawa for you. I mean, you. he's a handsome, well, Daniel was a player. lad, but there's there's other <laughs> oh, game yeah. out in the world, lady. And you were 18 when that happened. Like, yes. you have life to live. Yes. You'll be okay. No, he was so I good. It. it was a big no moment. No one has fought to the death of me since, and I just can't get over it. Yeah. <sighs> That's in the eighties, so the there was nothing hurricane. that the ladies were more into in the eighties than yeah. Daniel Larusso. Now imagine the then him, mm-hmm. him saying, "And do you know, right when I got back, I had to fight this guy on cocaine. He was out of his mind, and he was trying to ruin my life for six months." That's why he looks so much older. Cocaine's yeah. a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Thomas Ian Griffith, 
he should have had yes. a bigger career, in my oh, opinion. Yes. yes. He should have been say, like a movie star. Let's should have been like a Tom Cruise level fest. star. No, no, no. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I agree. no buddy. Dial it back. I'm not saying that. Jean-Claude Van Damme is all I am asking for. A <laughs> real martial artist yeah. who had the skills and chops and was a good actor. Now, I texted Mike this. I've, I've been filling out some of my Thomas Ian Griffith watches. Jacob, you revealed to me last time we did this that his second role after this, or maybe even filmed first, was a TV movie as Rock Hudson, my favorite <laughs> actor, where I was like, right. Thomas Ian Griffith, were you made in a lab for me? <laughs> Well, that's why I'm saying is that until I made you yeah, watch with, you know, he's great at the action, but with his career, he's got the charisma, he's got the looks, he's got the action stunt ability. He could have been, you know, a Tom Cruise level guy in the yes. 90s, Mission Impossible. Like, I could see him in that role. Yes. Not even just a John Claude Van Damme or something like that, but he should have been a bigger star. In my yeah. opinion. I, I, so I watched some stuff called Behind Enemy Lines, not the one you're mm-hmm. thinking of, Cracker Jack, right. all these B level movies. And here's the thing. John Lithgow will be in one scene as like the villain in one of these. Yeah. And Thomasine Griffith will be third build behind him, even sure. though he is the star of the movie. Like it is it's so like Steven Seagal. frustrating. Mm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We, and we deserve a little history. Thomasine Griffith instead of Steven Seagal. <laughs> they should be switched they in our do. universe. Chuck he Norris, been a, better, a guy yeah. who couldn't act, got a career. And it is, I, I, I can't, I couldn't put my finger on it. So let, let me just say real quick, uh, bad guy in John Carpenter's Vampires, you know, just yes. just a weird career up and down through the 80s, uh, more TV stuff in the mm-hmm. 90s. The 2000s starts writing episodes and producing for that Grimm, which wow. was like a supernatural Grimm's mm. fairy tale show. What is that connection? <laughs> oh, he's just like know. sitting around, he's going like, you know what would be a really cool monster hunting story? And you're like, I don't know. You were the star of Karate Kid Part 3. What are you talking about? I told about? you, cocaine's a hell of a yeah. <laughs> He should have had a big really career, man. I don't man. know. He could have been a movie he star. He had a I weird career. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm just glad that people are finally being introduced to the, the actor and the talent that is behind it. Because he yes. really brings it. Like, when you first see him... He's a completely different person than he is at the end of the season. He has a real arc. He has pathos. He, he really brings it just like he did in Karate Kid 3. It's, it's over the top and insane, but it's captivating yes. and awesome. And he, I wish he would have. Yeah. He deserved a, a bigger career. He doesn't crawl in any uh, chimneys in this, unfortunately. No, Mike. no. It, we needed that. But he gaslights people just like he did the original. Like he's a master yes. manipulator. He's great. He's great. But um, yeah. Yeah. Throws his money around. Oh, man. And that's the thing, too. He he throws his money around to buy cool shirts so the other kids want to join Cobra Kai, like showing that leverage. Johnny, Johnny, some scary man here is throwing a lot of cash around. He's going to pay for Robbie's entire prom night in a beautiful <sighs> evening with a limo and a tux and a dress for Tori. Is this okay? The one scene we get with Robbie's mom this season. You're like, and you oh, think my she God. Would be like, Wait, there's rich guys buying shit for Robbie. I should probably it's hook up like, with what? him. <laughs> I should is this a karate right. thing? What the fuck is I this? Thought, I thought, who knows? I thought when she showed up that she was going to be like, he's actually a really nice guy, Johnny. And like, he, he was going to move in him. on. That yeah. was like, dude. Uh, I did too, actually. He might still. Yeah, who knows? But that would be insane. And then he literally is trying to be Johnny's dad. Oh, my God. 
But they do get a hug. We get Johnny and, and Robbie reunited at the end of this. So who yeah, knows? Right and Miguel, uh, you know, dips, I guess, to kind of wrap up this kind of summary. Miguel goes down to find his yeah. dad. One person from Karate Kid 3. You know, would it, is Mike Barnes his dad? I think it's Snake. Because if you <laughs> want to be a bad boy in <laughs> that LA, would be the he's the one to be bad with. It cannot tie Snake into the took, previous movie. took movies. Mike Barnes down to TJ or whatever. <laughs> and then yeah, now we have sense. Miguel. Um, and uh, it's, it's, I think, you know, with Miguel sort of, it seems like they're kind of writing him off or at least for a smaller part on, next right? season. Yeah, he's going to be Blue Beetle, which is uh, very mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, Solo is starring as Blue Beetle. He's one of my favorite actors on the show, though, Jacob. I would hate to see him be reduced. That scene yeah. with him and Johnny, yeah. like It definitely seems like he's going to get a, a smaller role next season. He's going to be looking for his dad. He'll probably get a lot of scenes shot by himself, like Second uh, unit. You know, in Mexico. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mom, it's going great. Yeah, right. yeah. Just be safe, Miggy. Okay. Hey, yeah. I think it's great right. why they're kind of building up uh, Robbie to kind of be the new main, you know, male kid where he's he's going through a lot. He's got the yeah. Kenny thing. He's kind of having to realize, you know, he, you know, he's gone too far to the dark side with Cobra Kai, and he's kind of trying to find so, out who he really Jacob, is. And Jacob, let's set that up. So next season, his struggle will be recompense with the the Larusos, essentially, right? Yeah, I think so. Like he, like he does have that epiphany moment, right? Where he's like, "Oh man, what have what have I done?" Uh, so yeah, he's, I think he's going to be redeemed a little bit next year, and then also uh, Tori as well. Yeah, and and with Robbie, he's you know he's been positioned as kind of the gray Jedi, where it's like even though he's at the Cobra Kai school, he's like, I'm not, I don't buy into all this shit, you know. And it's like he's trying to steer. Who taught you those blocks? When Terry just like says that from the corner mm. of the room, Mike. Oh, is that Yagi uh, Do you're doing? No, yeah, no, he's no, been don't to apologize. both schools. Don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of taken from both schools, which is also something that Sam yeah. was doing yeah. this season, where she's yes. like, I need to learn yes. all sides of, you know, all philosophies, so, I guess. So will Eagle Fang truly be what it is? Will we almost see this this dissolution of the other two as they realize we need to combine all of our energies? The karate we teach is inherently flawed, if not taught from both sides yeah i mean basically that because robbie was teaching miyagi do to all the cobra kai students so they would be ready for to it the and they cobra won kai kids. and he sees the evil yeah. over there yeah. so i think he needs to not only reconcile with the larusos but also with johnny and then you know he's kind of the forefront of eagle fang slash miyagi do in this new thing you know chosen maybe teach him some of the old you know style who, who knows but robbie definitely seems like our main protagonists you know with eli on the side but i don't know if eli would carry the way robbie could as our main no i want kyler to be the villain because that dude is a huge asshole (laughs) he's so good at it he's a piece of shit yeah yeah he's really good and i like the the new cobra kai gear that's really like hype beast and super like super cool you know yeah and they're like super commercial now because they're backed by Terry Silver. So I think it will be just everyone teaming up against this Terry Silver Cobra Kai, basically. And, you know, pretty much every character at some point is going to get redeemed. Every kid is going to eventually, like, you know. Kreese will reach out and, like, hey, man, I was framed this Terry guy. What are we going to do? It's like, oh, I hate you. I'm Johnny Lawrence. I hate you, Kreese. No, but he's, he's more dangerous than you imagine, you know? It's like, okay. Okay, and so and here's what I want, then. So it's the portal scene in Endgame, yes, right? Yes. I mean, it is. It is. Oh, yeah. Everyone you can okay. imagine has come together. Okay. I'm. I'm sure. saying like, if you're 
if you're Mrs. LaRusso, the mom, you know, I'm not even <laughs> talking about season. I'm talking about the grandmother. I'm, well, they I'm not bring, even yeah, talking they about her the wife. A few times. Except, but I'm saying she's there to do karate too. I'm I'm talking literally <laughs> sure. so the the cousin, that therapist girlfriend, the cousin had this season. They are all there to do karate. Oh, fun fact: on the therapist girlfriend is played by. Uh, something M- Machio, da- Ralph oh, Machio's daughter. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, daughter? Yeah. yeah oh, that's I wanted his daughter. to say wife. I was about to say, <laughs> no, I could have 100% told you. But okay, so she's there too. They're all about to fight Terry Silver. It's everyone versus Terry Silver. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's the advantage though. Terry pulls out. He does huge, fat rails of cocaine in front of everyone. I'm talking just like nonstop. This is the Quicksilver method. He becomes method. so powerful. Exactly. <laughs> that literally, like, I mean, it's like a, it's like them fighting Thanos. Like, Danny's holding one arm. Sam is punching him like in the stomach. Tori has like the cat claws where she's like attacking him. That like it is. They are just like going sure. at him. He just blows them all away because yeah. he's so powered by cocaine. Mm-hmm. And then Crease comes in, right? And he's got the infinity headband. Yes, okay, yes. Now, now I'm losing it. No, no, it. Now I get I'm it. it. Yeah. I think who steps through the portal with him is Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes, who has an axe to That's grind right. for some reason. He didn't get paid enough or whatever. And then yes. the ultimate hero, Hillary Swank. One last That's time. Right. That's what I was. Next karate the next The hawk comes in on her arm. Oh, she's with Eli. <laughs> Eli is the Tyler's hawk, a, and he transforms into human. Eli, Eli Anamorph. Yes, yes. Uh, Tobias. Yeah, just like Tobias. <laughs> yeah, just like exactly. Tobias. He gets stuck in his animal I was, form. I was, as I was a trying hawk. to pull the name oh, desperately. Tobias, I got it. Of I got it for you. What a um, pull. No, but uh, <laughs> Hillary Swank. I was one hundred percent going to say when when they have that Next scene at the graveyard. Season. I was like, when mm. they pull out, I was like, who's, you know, if it wasn't chosen, I was almost expecting it to be Hillary Swank. I don't know if her and Daniel ever no. met in canon, but. She's the black sheep <laughs> of the karate she says, kid family. I knew him too about Miyagi. <laughs> that would have really, I mean, that would have just been yeah. sick. Just to have the scene of, yeah, his two protégés. How did you know him? He was my sensei. He was my he sensei. Was my sensei. Too. He. You, and you then they do a me. little, like, it's like that scene in Spider-Man where they, like, test each other's way. They do, like, a little bit of Miyagi-Do to each other and then, like, bow. Oh, man. <laughs> On his grave. That would be amazing. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the only, that's the final thing that they have to bring uh, Hillary Swank back, The, only, back, things right? the, the yeah. only characters we're missing are them. Um, yeah. Essentially. And then, because they had every Cobra Kai in the early, every Cobra except for yeah. Dutch. Um, and they had every other Cobra show up for that, you know. Um, motorcycle yeah, get together bag. and stuff like that. Yep, put him in body bag. Which visual yeah, metaphor? D- d- Terry Silver could potentially hire Michael Ironside's villain uh, teacher character from the next Karate Kid, I guess, like as one of his goons. Like, I guess that would be the final <laughs> piece of the puzzle here with Mike Barnes. Could he hire Mike Barnes' son that he had with Hillary Swank, who's also a karate champion and of age? <laughs> Or eighteen. I'm here, to, I'm here for my son. He's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be the ultimate twist. Daniel if Hillary Barnes. Swank joined the Cobra Kai side and was like, you know, Mr. Miyagi, he he betrayed me. He was something a fool. happened in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Miyagi for his teachings. Me everything. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> like what? What do you mean? What is your life? What do you well, do? Then we'll have a, but have how a prequel many movie? Yeah, but realistically, how many more seasons do you think this show could go? They, how, how long do you want it to go they for? They said they plotted it for five. 
it's our. We should say it's been greenlit for a six. Like there's there's no question. Wow. Five is going to come out. It's going to go to six two. There cannot. You got it. I love the show, Mike. <laughs> there cannot be more. No, I think six. You got to you got to call it at six. You know, we get this weird Miguel side thing. Bring him back in the fold. Tie everything up in the sixth season. And my guess is we we have to end at some point where. Terry goes to jail and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we end up with some type of Miyagi Kai. Terry goes to jail. <laughs> Prison. Right. Yeah. He's For what? <laughs> what laws? Has, I, what, I think he's broken some laws. Stingray? Well, yeah. they, they, I don't know. Well, they looked I up that know. he did have that history of dumping chemical waste. Like, that's all we could find out of him was some chemical waste <laughs> scandal right. in Borneo. That's right. I would love that. Right. I would love tying but, that um, in my... You got you to gotta get him for manipulation, bribery, assault, whatever. You do it legally. Because karate <laughs> cannot solve every problem. And then you end up with some... <laughs> I think the lesson of the show is that it can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think the only way you can keep it going is if they really expand the younger cast and kind of bring in a new generation because these kids, they're not getting any younger. It's the all eight, you know, it's the under 18 all Valley tournament. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me these kids are still under 18? I don't know. And from the last season to this season, Jacob, where they go, okay. Remember, last season was only a month, so you know right. we're really gearing up for the tournament this time. That was some real Karate Kid two to Karate Kid three nonsense. Where I was like, that whole thing took place in a month. That's bullshit. Yep, they, yeah. they're fast uh, learners. You, you can't take those time shortcuts. Yeah, I think in the fu- in the four seasons so far, like a year and a half has gone yeah. by. Basically, I would, it has to be two or yeah, no one because it's just the next. It's only there's only been two all there's valley only two tournaments, tournaments so. right? Right. It's been six one months. year. Wow. That, yeah. I don't know, guys. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Eventually, keep it going. they're going to start aging out. But if you have Kenny, yeah. and then you have a new generation that's his age, like you've already, you know, built up Daniel Ruiz's son and and the girl that they both like have a crush on, who's like the alley of of their story. Um, right. You can keep it going with that generation, maybe if you really want to. I don't know. The viewership might drop off. For me, I think the the heart of the show is tied to the original yeah, senseis 100%. and their teachings. So the further removed you get from that, the more it loses its kind of authenticity to the source. And that's what it's been balancing and balance is what Miyagi taught, right? It's, it's so balance important. Is balance is key. It's everything. And um, so right now they're maintaining but it, but if they extend it, I don't think they can. Yeah. But if you really want to keep beating that horse, you know, walking dead style, yeah. where they just keep <laughs> changing the cast, like, you know, it could go, who knows? Ten more yeah, seasons. younger kids that I, are under eighteen for the All Valley Tournament. One hundred percent, we are six months away from the Miyagi prequel series. They will announce <laughs> oh, no. something to take care of any waning interest. I can't I remember. I think based on the popularity of the show, I think yeah, there's got to be some some attempt to cash in on that. And, and beyond that, Jacob, I could see Netflix going. What's anybody doing with? Um, uh, what's that stupid show where the car talks and they drive around Knight like Rider. assholes? Or thank you, Night Rider. I, I was going to say Herbie fully loaded. What's A Team up to? Or, hey, let's bring Herbie back. Like I could see them grabbing more '80s movies to just yeah. turn into TV shows. They tried Dark Crystal, but that's a little too niche. I could see, you know, yeah, young young Miyagi prequel. You know, Stephen Yoon as a young Miyagi, and he's got to learn his original lesson. I can't remember what the <laughs> name of his to war. old sensei is. Yeah, goes to war. He did, you know, because yeah. he did that David Inouye thing for Drunk History, where they retold the story of the 442nd, uh, the all Japanese mm, branch of the U.S. military, off, yeah. won more medals of honor than any other unit in U.S. service history. 
uh, incredible stuff. And so that's the uh, 442, you know, thank you for your service. That's what Miyagi served in, in the wow. show. And uh, yeah, imagine that Japanese, many Jerry Germans, many Jerry Germans, Japanese citizens of the United States who were put into internment camps and had all their stuff taken away, still willing right. to volunteer yeah. many from Hawaii to fight the Nazis. That's patriotism, folks. Um, That's so right. I could totally see. Honestly, I thought it would be a joke to see like a young Miyagi show, but play it the right way. Damn. You could, could further happen. his legacy and make <laughs> the scene where he talks about his wife dying more impactful when you watch the original Karate Kid if you can play those out. So who knows where they'll go. They shouldn't do more Cobra Kai, I think, after six. But you can explore the world of kind of Miyagi's younger life. I think that, that I, I would be okay with that. I think so. Yeah. Okinawa, young Sato, the girl of his, his, you know, it's young love and the ice breaking thing has been around for 80 years. You know, some callbacks like that. Uh, I, I, right. I can get down. But hey, real quick, because yeah. again, I never got to talk about it. When he is in Okinawa and they read that last letter that uh, Mr. Miyagi wrote to his girlfriend there. Yeah. And it's about how he's in a hospital, not doing better, watching a car commercial so happy I have a son named Daniel who let me into his life. Yeah. Just like fucking, it's like, what the fuck is this? Just fucking like crying. Yeah. My ass out. Right. Seriously. Yeah. And I mean, and that's another thing I like about this season is with uh, his son, Daniel's son has that moment where he's like, you're always talking about like Mr. Miyagi. Like I never really got to meet him and I feel like left out because you know, Sam was older. So she knew him as a little kid, but mm-hmm. when she was feels, like three, let's say, yeah. yeah. But she's been in a karate and everything. So yeah. I think definitely that kid's going to get more like he's going to be more of a big character and he's going to start doing karate next season as well. And of that'll course, him the and, whole next and Kenny will have oh, a him and Kenny. Well. That's where they're going. Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, that'll be the whole thing. We'll be teaching his son finally. Yeah, And Robbie will be like the big brother correctly, maybe. But interesting stuff. Yeah. But Cobra Kai, man, we love it. We hope you love it. <laughs> Let's uh, talk final thoughts right after this. It's the final round of the All Valley Under 18 Championship. It's the final countdown. countdown. Getting coffee striked. You're the best. Who sings the uh, the moment of truth in this? Who they get Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood. Okay, we need to address <laughs> like, that. Yeah. Here's Carrie Underwood to and I'm gonna sing get a the huge intro. Star for the halftime show. <laughs> yeah, right, Bob. Let's we're, remember we're gonna vote him out on Friday. The old fool. <laughs> yeah. That old right. simple. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this? But then, yeah, yeah. You get Carrie Underwood reprising the classic. Uh, it's the moment of truth. It's all on the line. Amazing. It's great. It's almost as good as waiting all day for Sunday night. But, you know, it'll do. (laughs) Well, and they said that's why they got her. They were like, and she does the NFL. And she was a fan of the show. She had tweeted out once, you know, I'm watching Cobra Con Netflix. It's great. And uh, William Zabka and uh, Ralph Macchio both tweeted out her like, Carrie, you love the show? You know, that's great. We would love to. I'm sure immediately talk. That was like season two. Oh, that's incredible. It's a weird, it's a nice little fourth wall break because that was just on the soundtrack of Karate Kid. And then now it's a song that exists within the universe. And even when they're talking about, oh, Chicago and Peter Cetera are pretty cool. 
You're not badass. <laughs> oh my god. That so now remember something, Miguel. Yes, there was rock and roll back then, but there was a little something called soft rock. Fucking too. Daniel. Yeah. Let me tell you. We had some jams. That is, I have never felt white before, but watching that, I was like, Daniel, how dare you do that to our people? Mm -hmm. How dare you do that? At least Johnny's got the badass stuff. He's like, we had Chicago and Peter Cetera. Dude, Chicago does not rock. (laughs) They don't. What did you say, Miguel? Oh, man. Yeah, taking my son for me. No son of mine is going to listen to Chicago's, uh, you know, Johnny's vibe, I guess. But that was great. But we're here in Final Thoughts. Uh, we've been rambling. Yep, we've been rambling. Um, Giving more thoughts on karate, on the kids, on the dojo, on the different styles. Punch, We're showing off microphone. our techniques here. Yeah, oh. <laughs> don't do them indoors. Make sure you have enough room around you. I just almost <laughs> had a disaster. Uh, season four, I mean, it feels like this whole conversation has just been 70% gushing over Terry and how good the writing yes. is. And uh, that's pretty much summarizes the series. And again, little apprehension for me. If it goes five, six, I, I don't think it needs to go beyond. Yeah. You need to kind of wrap this thread up and then just leave that part of the universe alone. You know what I mean? It, it's it's done its job. And I'm, again, better than it has any right to be. And to bring back the characters and make them feel correct at the stage they are in their lives is, is a testament to how good the writing is. And hopefully they don't don't Game of Thrones it. Just don't just don't Game of Thrones it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree with you. Uh it's really been unexpected because I never thought that of all the, you know, movie franchises or properties that you could really make a <laughs> going to be five, maybe six season show uh, about it, but they've, they've done it. And it just started as, you know, some super fans wanted to make this, I guess. And, and it almost died a quiet death where really no one uh, watched it on YouTube, True. but it was resurrected <laughs> on Netflix and uh, became a huge hit. And uh, you know, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Colin, what are your kind of final thoughts on this? Any last tidbits for Cobra Kai? Thankful that it survived. Um, I do want to hear you guys' rankings. I I, want to hear where you think the seasons Mm. land. And just Mm. to recap on that, the first one's just the straightforward Miguel, Johnny. You know, it ends with them doing their their first little run there, right? Mm -hmm. The second one, everybody learns karate. Kapow, kapow, kapow. To me, that's got the coolest finale ever because it is the fight at the school. Mm. Miguel Mm. gets crippled, setting up, of course, season three. Miguel is injured. He can no longer be the champion. Other characters are rising. And then, like Jacob said, how they sort of write off certain characters, like it seems like Miguel will. Robbie kind of gets the backseat that whole season because he's Mm. in jail. He's off Mm -hmm. shooting a Netflix movie. Um, And then this one, season four. For me, the first one is so good. The second one escalates in the perfect way. I like the finale of it, but I think I like the first season more. And then that third one, you know, that and that's, of course, where Netflix takes over, we should say, for three and four here. Um, I, it captures the same spirit. It's not like the quality dips for me. I think, unfortunately, this most recent one is the worst, and I hate saying that because it is our silver boy back. And I right. wouldn't have guessed that. And also, I'm very mad. Ralph Macchio is saying all these things in the news about how much he hates Part 3 and how he thinks it's this huge like departure from the franchise and it ruins everything. What does it ruin? <laughs> like, what, 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 what is yeah, bad about it? I like it? Part 3 way more than Part 2, personally. Absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, Part 2 is fine. It's just 
a little boring to me in comparison to part three, which is just wild and zany, but I think which that's why top. it kind yeah. of perseveres. Yeah. And the original, you know, we said uh, the Mike, what Mike was pointing out about the, the whole internment camp stuff. That's a film that again, I just think should be shown in schools. It's, it's heartfelt. Yeah. yeah. That's a movie that could have perfectly should have been nominated for an Oscar. Like the honestly, Oscar nomination was yeah. supporting actor. It was right for that scene. Mm-hmm. And, they wanted to cut that scene. The producers yeah, thought again, it slowed it ridiculous. down. The only Oscar-worthy yeah. scene. Wow. Incredible. So, yeah, that's how I look at this ranking, too. Obviously, Karate Kid 1 is my favorite of the original films. And then yes. the first season of this kind of is closest to that in an inverse way, where you have Johnny as the Miyagi. He lives in the rundown apartment. He meets the kid who needs some guidance. And it, it's just a great hook, man. Yeah, and he, he's estranged yeah. from his son. It's very similar to Miyagi and Daniel. I love it, right? So that one is great. And then I like anything with silver so three is my next favorite of the original films and therefore season four is my next favorite of these seasons wow. even though i like to wow really because again the karate is my least favorite part and when they're doing home invasions mm. or karate in school i don't <laughs> like it and they're just assaulting wow. yeah. people it's just wanton people assaults in the streets it's better yeah. in the tournament i setting. like the tournament yeah. and the tournament is more realistic <laughs> here so that's where i'm Mike coming sees from the honor and i do agree with that yeah karate, <laughs> martial arts are for self-defense only not home invading they literally throw you a child through a window the whole episode is the school fight it starts with them doing it and it moves through the entire school as kids just keep that doing karate to each other the best it's choreography they have had in the entire yes. show that that sequence is amazing. 100%. Yeah, just I do think yeah, it escalates to a certain point where it becomes so unbelievable. Whereas in the tournament setting, <laughs> it's more believable because, like, yeah, they're actually in a tournament. When you just, when it's just like basically two gangs fighting each other, like it's West Side Story or something, yeah. or The Outsiders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it's a little unbelievable. You just Ralph Macchio was in. <laughs> That's right. These are musicals. Why, why hasn't he said do it for Johnny yet? <laughs> When's Stay he going to do it? Stay golden, Season guys. five. Yeah. That's free. Oh. That's free, writers. <laughs> Pony boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, with the whole school so thing, and of course they all get suspended and everything because... Yeah, they would have to be. You get expelled. Uh, you kidding me? That's a soft sentence. Yeah, California school if I, system. Uh, Mike, right? if I pushed someone off a railing and they became paralyzed, <laughs> no, I would be going to jail. Yeah, I'm sorry, my life would be over. You're it missing three right. days of school and think about what you've done. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and we're gonna check yeah. your backpacks that you don't bring karate to school. Oh, great. Yeah, and think- at that point, you know, Mrs. Larusso was the sensible voice of like, "Hey, none of these kids should be doing karate anymore. Obviously, it's gone way too far." Yeah. Uh, and now she's just like completely given up on that. It's like, yeah, well, it's I guess like, they're going to do crap. I am part of a gang. <laughs> I am it. actually the Guman to a Don. <laughs> well, you can't yeah. take, you take the boy out of Jersey, but you can't take the Jersey out of the boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. But for me, yeah, it's got to be Uncle season Louis. one. Oh, God, Horace, that psychiatrist was a fucking macho. I'll never get over it. She <laughs> <laughs> did good. Um, yeah, uh, but for ranking the seasons... Yeah. Season one, I remember when I first watched it, and it was after it came on to Netflix, I was like, all right, I'm finally going to check this out. Very what excited. Mike's been talking about it for y- two it years YouTube, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, you you got YouTube Red just to watch that. Yeah, right? I, I got the trial, but yeah, I was one of it. the 10 people yeah. who watched it. <laughs> 
Um, and I put on the first episode of season one. I was like, man, that was great. I'm going to watch the next one. And I just watched and, and, like and real quick, half the season in one night. That episode ends. You guys set this up perfectly on the Cobra Kai episode because you don't even bring this up. But the, the reveal then as a fan to watch this whole thing about the struggles of a man who has nothing, who wants to mentor a child. And it ends with the reveal that he has a child who has gone astray. Fucking rules. That is such yeah. a good fucking season, mm-hmm. that first season, man. Incredible. Right. Yeah, so season and then one. That he the becomes best. the karate kid. So I'll just never get over it. I'll never yeah. get over it. He does the yeah. grade style. It's too much. It's too <laughs> oh, much. It's great. Yeah, it's perfect. And yeah, that first tournament run in season two is great as well. But I think the tournament in this season is like the best set piece. Like the final two episodes where it just and the the amount of time they spend on the tournament, yes. I really enjoyed that. And they that show kind of the whole almost. the whole lead up where all the different players get their moment to kind of shine in the in the tournament as it goes. Uh, that's really good. So overall, I think maybe this season, I don't know. It's hard for me to remember what all happens in like season two and season three, but um, this might be second best for me. Uh, wow. And then season two, then season three. I don't know, but uh, they're all. They're all pretty good, so it's hard to compare, you know. I think the technical execution of that school fight would put two over three for me. You know, but you get the Vietnam stuff in three, so. You get the Vietnam stuff and all the teaching Miguel to walk, I think, is so effective. I think it's so good. That is good, yeah. Yeah, and again, just to echo this one more time before we sign out of here, like, that first season of Karate Kid, as Colin's saying, Johnny wants to be a father to a kid because he had a kid and he fucked it up. Meanwhile, Miyagi... Yeah, Miyagi wanted to be a father to a kid because he never had a chance to. And they both Mm. end up, because their heart is pure, creating a karate kid, even though their methods differ. Like, what a great echo. What a great callback. It's like poetry. They rhyme. Great. Great. And I'm vindicated. Spider-Man 2. Vindicated. (laughs) I'm selfish. I'm wrong. You got us into this, Mike. I knew it all along, right? And I was the YouTube red. The show was made for me, and I'm glad that it turns out that it actually resonates with a lot more people. And I'm glad they're enjoying it. I'm glad there's going to be more. And thanks for entering the dojo with us, Normies. It's been Uh, I'll never get over it. It's just, I was telling my dad, you know, what are you watching when I saw him for a vacation, a quick, a small, uh, safe vacation, (laughs) I swear, in the time of COVID. Mm -hmm. It's like a month ago. What are you watching? I said, oh, Cobra Kai, man. It's, you know, it's back. Wait, you like that show? So I love those shows. You know, uh, one of our biggest – I, I re-listen all the time to our Karate Kid episode on the podcast because me, Mike, and Jacob are just making each other fucking laugh out of my minds. He said, you know, I've never seen one of those movies. I said, man, what? you've never seen The Karate Kid? No, it, it wouldn't hold up. I said, man. And I told him, they, 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 in history class, you should spend – the last Friday before summer, just watching the fucking Karate Kid, man, after you've oh, talked yeah. about World War II. It's it's so fucking important. I'm not kidding. You should tie that in. And right before summer break, you get to listen to Cruel Summer. You get to see a uh, <laughs> veteran mentor a kid. It's great. Allie comes and picks you up in her car. <laughs> man, it's incredible. And I, I broke down the script for film school. We had to break down a scene. I broke down the scene where um, Miyagi tends to Daniel's wounds. And it's like a, it's... You might not remember it, but it's a one take. It's like a five minute long take with the camera changes position three or four times. I broke down that whole scene, not in the um, locker room, but when he first gets jumped, he's like, got the tea, drink this and stuff. Mm. Um, Like I I read the entire script (laughs) of this. Like I love the movie. And so the fact that it turned out that I do. And in Japan, it's known as best kid, best kid. 
Because oh, um, hey. the karate's a little like that's from America. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that so doesn't mean anything. Best kids. Like calling him McDonald's kids here. It's like, <laughs> you're like so, yeah, sure, okay. I wonder if uh, they had to rebrand any of it. Was, you know, because Cobra Kai stays the same in the movie, but it's like mm. maybe when people are saying you're the karate kid, it doesn't have the same cultural resonance when you're watching it in Japan. Yeah, you're, you're the best kid. I remember you. You know, who knows? But yeah, I love it. I love the universe, and I'm. Happy that it's being treated with the respect it deserves. Yeah. Don't sleep on it. <laughs> no. Yeah. There you go. And again, the if we ever kid. get to the point where this podcast is like big enough, where we're doing like Patreon content, like doing additive, I'll just throw out. I think the first thing we would ever have to do, because it's so big to the normies like us lore, is some sort of commentary track where the three of us watch part three. Yes. And just say sure. like, Every moment of this is like just what we like. Here, look, here's Terry Silver deciding to use a truck because it makes him look more like a workman. And later, Ralph Macchio is going to say, "Hey, nice truck." <laughs> yep, yep. He's, he's appealing yeah. to emotion in this scene. Yes, it's like it's just it's it'd be too much. So, just normies, we hope you love the karate talk again. I. I feel like there's going to be some of you out there who are like, it is just a big joke. You know, I can't, I, I would never waste my time on Cobra Kai, let alone watch those movies. You'd just be missing out. You'd just be fucking missing out. So, uh, you know, let us know. Hit us up at normies underscore like underscore us. Tell us what McDojo you went to while also leaving us a, a rating, a review, and uh, subscribing along because that helps out the podcast here. And check out the YouTube as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, appreciate you guys and uh, be safe. Don't do karate in the streets, okay? And I guess, <laughs> what are we all representing a different dojo? Is that how we're going to sign out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll be uh, Miyagi Do, I guess, and say uh, Colin Do. All right, <laughs> representing Badass Eagle Fang. It's me, Mikey Lawrence Sensei, Mikey Lawrence. <laughs> Quiet. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and this is uh, Jay Cobra Kai. <laughs> Uh, no mercy. That's my motto. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> Hell yeah, no mercy. All right, no mercy. Take care. Sweep the leg and hit that like button. Catch you next time, normies. <laughs> Key. Bye. Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!